0: This is the Taz and Jim
1: Podcast. Got a text message here. Taz, you mentioned you saw the Mario Brothers movie last night. Spoiler-free review, please. Hmm. Did you go by yourself? I went with my kids. Okay, good. My wife came with me. Shout out to uh, Grayson's friend Joey and his dad Dave. They accompanied us. And I guess my review would be, it's a okay. 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 It's uh, okay. True to the uh, mythology of Mario, it, r- it really feels like you're watching just a long video game cutscene. Hmm. Well, that's good, I guess. At yeah. least it got the vibe right. You know, Bowser wants to marry the princess. Mm-hmm. Mario is going to save her. Luigi's going to help. Okay, sounds about right. Donkey Kong's Goes in it. back and forth. Is he good? Is he bad? Who knows? Donkey Kong was my son's favorite part. He mm-hmm. was pretty good. Seth Rogen is Donkey Kong. Mm-hmm. And my daughter loved it. My son loved it. They're three and six, so if you've got kids, uh, they're well, this thing's going to make a gajillion dollars over the weekend. You know it is. Take them to see Mario if they're fans of the franchise. There was one adult, guy probably in his 30s, Sitting by himself in the very front row of the IMAX theater, yeah, and he was he was having a time. He was laughing his head off at every little joke and <laughs> cheering and clapping wow. like when references to the video games would happen. Did he turn around and like, look, you guys like, and point to the screen? <laughs> hey,
2: look, it's like in the game. Ah. Just like he's driving a cart.
1: <laughs> Like in the game. What? I wish I was was excited about anything as much as that guy was. (laughs) Excited about the Mario movie. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. And we got a story here about a dumb criminal.
2: (laughs) You have the right to remain stupid.
1: Never heard of this one before. Pretty wild. A, A newlywed man was killed after his bride's ex gifted them a home theater music system that was rigged with explosives. What? So uh, a guy uh, just hooked up his new stereo. He was with his brother. They were ready to crank some tunes. They turned the stereo on. Kaboom. Exploded. This is over in India. Uh, The explosion was so large, like the walls and the, the ceiling of the place caved in. Whoa. Yeah, it was massive, and the newlywed man ended up dying. Now, the stereo system that he had hooked up was a gift from his new wife's ex. Oh. She had been dating this guy for a while. Uh, didn't tell The ex didn't tell the, uh, the woman that he was married, so she found out he was married already, and she said, well, get out of here, oh. and she ended up marrying another man. So he's uh, not only is he a murderer, he's also a cheater, a philanderer. What? <laughs> uh, he was identified, arrested, and he caused the death of the husband. He injured the brother. He injured a number of other people in the house, all because he held a grudge because the woman didn't marry him.
2: That is insane. That is incredibly devious, evil, and scary. But why is anybody accepting any gifts from their wife's ex? I would I always be suspicious. A case of beer, there's
1: probably peer poison in it. No thanks. All right, congratulations. I guess you won. <laughs> yeah. Have a stereo system. Yeah.
2: Here's a plasma TV. You what? got me.
1: So the explosives were made out of ammonium nitrate, petrol, gunpowder that he retrieved from firecrackers, he had gift wrapped it. And made it look like it was factory wrapped to avoid any suspicion. The blast got triggered the second the system was turned on.
2: He must must have thought he was going to get away with it. I bet you know because easily a police could track down like who gave, a police officer could track down who gave that stereo. He must have thought there would be like a a warrant or like a malfunction of the equipment that they would just be like, oh, the
1: stereo must yeah, have exploded. Well, there's easier ways to kill people if you know you're going to get caught. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> totally. It's not. This isn't a a low key murder. No,
2: it's just it's a very elaborate MacGyver murder.
1: But you're right, Jim. You've heard the expression "never look a gift horse in the mouth," unless the horse is from your wife's ex then maybe look it in the mouth look look up the other end just make sure there's nothing in there Hit the flashlight (laughs) exactly give it a full look around if the gift horse is from the ex this is the taz and jim podcast we were talking about this story last week on the show members of the band kiss you know there's a couple of them that uh that have been exiled including ace freely And he has been threatening to ruin Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons if he doesn't get an apology for something that Paul Stanley said on the Howard Stern show. Uh, Stanley said that if Ace Frehley was still playing in the band, they might as well call themselves piss instead of kiss because... He is not a very good guitarist anymore, I think was the, hmm. the point he made there. So Ace Freely came out and said, you've got one week to apologize, Paul Stanley, or I'm going to go into my safe deposit box where I have written a manuscript about all your ill doings, uh, everything, that you all the and, dirt. everything that you and Gene have done that was inappropriate over your careers, and I am going to ruin both of you. Well, it now looks like Ace Freely has backed down.
0: <laughs> Paul, he Paul have
1: Stanley called his bluff.
2: You're telling me these guys were saints every time you were on tour, or was Ace drinking so much he can't remember?
1: <laughs> so Ace got a phone call from Paul Stanley after he issued that threat, and Paul Stanley said, F you, Ace. I'm not going to apologize.
2: And then hung up on him. Wow. And that didn't incite him to release? the Like, does he not have dirt? I don't understand. A few ways. I'm not going to apologize. Hmm. Maybe it wasn't just an empty threat. Maybe he has nothing. Maybe he doesn't want to go through with it. Maybe he's over it. But I thought for sure he's got dirty secrets about some fellow rockers.
1: Well, when he said, I'm going to ruin their careers, but if they ask me to play on stage with them, at one of the final end-of-the-road tour shows, I'd do it. <laughs> I thought they great guys. I thought something was a little off there. The Taz and Jim Podcast. I wonder if this has happened to anyone or something similar has happened to anyone listening right now. Looking at a story, this is a CBC story. Hamilton Sr. says landlord changed the locks.
2: Oh, I saw this. Well, she
1: was out at Tim Hortons. <sighs> Went on a Timmy's run, came back. And the landlord had changed her locks.
2: That's uh, that's devious. I don't know the situation behind this landlord-tenant... Um, Conflict? You know, ...history, because you, you never know. I've heard valid complaints on both sides of that dynamic. But this guy was clearly watching her property. You know, whether it was through a ring camera or just, like, sitting out in his vehicle waiting, which is creepy.
1: Stakeout. Yeah, real case in the joint. You're hearing more about this, and again, we don't know the uh, the full situation here. We're only looking at one side of the story. Um, there's nightmare landlords. There's nightmare tenants, mm-hmm. 100%. But uh, you're seeing a lot of this now, especially with interest rates up. Landlords have more costs. They uh, wish they could charge their tenants more for rent, mm-hmm. but they can't without getting new tenants, kicking the the old ones out, you know? So they're getting creative, I guess, with ways of evicting.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's, that's not cool. Um, but I don't know, you know, I, I would love to hear more about this story. But bottom line is it's tough for everybody out there right now and I feel bad for both the tenants who are paying out the wazoo and also certain landlords who like bought a property to try to make an investment and
1: now they're way over their heads. Right. Well, this would be I think this is an opportunity for one organization, Uber Eats, <laughs> skip the dishes. But Order your Tim Hortons and have it delivered to your house so your landlord can't change the locks while you're grabbing a coffee. The Taz and Jim Podcast. It's the five-year anniversary of the tragic Humboldt Broncos crash.
3: Hard to believe five years have gone by already. Does not feel like five years. Uh, Today is uh, 2017-2018 Humboldt Broncos day in Humboldt. Uh, they have a lot of uh, different things planned in Humboldt today to honor that team. 4.50 p.m. is when the mayor of Humboldt and everyone associated with the team is asking people, in particular in Saskatchewan, but anywhere really, to just hold a moment of silence for the, uh, the victims of that crash. Uh, so many lives lost. Players, the, the radio announcer, uh, team staff. It was just an absolute tragedy that can never happen again.
1: And it'll be very emotional to reflect. Because you always think, like, what would those boys be doing now? You know, they'd be, they'd be men now, and where would they be playing? Where would their hockey careers have taken them? Where would their lives have taken them? It, it just was an absolute gut shot to the hockey community across this country and worldwide. So, uh, respect and love going out to the people of Humboldt as they deal with the five-year anniversary of that tragedy today.
0: have to stick out on the front step and sign all your names, turn the post light on just in case you want one more game, no referees scoreboards and the periods never end, use the clouds as the ice rink while you play with all your friends, well hey mom and dad, well I made it to the show, you always told me I would, so don't you worry anymore I got my teammates by my side, so you don't have to cry Just promise me one last thing leave a light on. put my stick by the door All the hotel hallway games we played Were slap shot on the bus Well there wasn't anything in the world That meant this much to us and Use your tears to flood the ice And your prayers to keep us warm This won't be our last game yet We're still humble strong Hey mom and dad Well I made it to the show you always told me I would, so don't you worry anymore. Got my teammates by my side, you don't have to cry. Just promise me one last thing you the light on and put my stick by the door. Hey, mom and dad, well I made it to the show You always told me I would, so don't you worry anymore I got my teammates by my side, so you don't have to cry Just promise me one last thing you need Light on, put my stick out by the door Promise me you leave the light on and put my stick by the goat.
1: That's our pal Smitty from Kingston, Ontario. He did an amazing job um he, he said we we talked to him uh after he wrote that song and he said he just couldn't sleep at night he had to do something after hearing about the Humboldt bronco's crash he got out of bed and that's the original recording that's him recording on his cell phone the one that went viral that's on the YouTube, one that yeah. went viral he did go into the studio and there's a more polished version but the emotion in that mm-hmm. one is is incredible and uh, man it's uh it's something that gets you a little teary-eyed listening to it. Now, even more so for me, Jim, back uh, five years ago, just after that crash, I had a, a newborn baby at home. Um, but now my my son is six years old, and he's a hockey player. And mm-hmm. you start thinking about those parents and what they've been through. And, oh, it is uh, – it, it's tough. Mm-hmm. And it, it's tough when it's uh, – an anniversary like today, but uh, I think the outpouring of love and support from across the country in the hockey communities that um, have reached out have have shown over the past five years how much they care. That's that's got to give at least a little bit of comfort, what it can, to those families in that community mm-hmm. of, of Humboldt. I mean, look at uh, look at what a big part. Of the fabric of, of these small communities, hockey is. We were just in totally. uh, West Lauren, Ontario, as they got named Craft Hockeyville on the weekend. And hockey is basically life, right?
2: it's almost church it's like where you meet everybody it's your social center uh you know so many great relationships just come out of meeting those parents of the fellow kids and it's just amazing for small towns and,
1: and it brings a country important. together because totally. you know the small towns it, it's the same across this country they love hockey and uh, and everyone was just devastated by that news five years ago today i want to see Time for sports. Devin Peacock is with us. Masters getting underway
3: today, Dev. We got some Canadian hopefuls playing in the tournament. We have four Canadians actually participating in the Masters this year, uh, led by Corey Connors, who won last week in Texas. He's from Listwell. Uh, Here's a a really interesting thing for Corey Connors. There are only two golfers the past uh, three years who have finished in the top ten at the Masters, and Corey Connors is one of them. Canadians? Uh, no, golfers, period. Like So of the last Masters three years, only two golfers have consistently finished in the top ten mm. the past three years. Corey Connors and Cameron Smith, now of Live Golf, who will also be golfing uh, this weekend. There's going to be some Live Golfers on the course. I, I didn't think that was allowed. The Masters made the decision in December to allow them to participate. Now, the Live Golf guys may not be at you know, the PGA Championship. You can guarantee you they're not going to be there. But for some of the other tournaments, they all have to make their decisions. Uh, and the Masters, when they, when they made that announcement in December, they said, this does not necessarily mean that they'll be here next year. just means that they're going to be here this year.
1: Okay. So who do you like to
3: win? Who are you going with? Is it one of the Canadian hopefuls? I don't want to jinx Corey Connors, so I'm not going to pick Corey Connors. <laughs> uh, my my guy uh, for this is Xander Shoffley. He's uh, been golfing really well so far in 2023. In particular, he's playing really well with his irons, with his putter. He's kind of struggling a little bit with his, his driver. However, Augusta's uh, wide enough. I think he can make up for it. And also, Mike Weir, the only Canadian to ever win the Masters, did not drive the heck out of the ball when he won either. So you don't have to be absolutely destroying it off the tee to win. So Xander Shoffley is my pick, but he's been getting progressively better throughout the entire season so far. Seamus Power. This must be
1: one of those things where you're like, damn, why did I use this... Uh this up during the par 3 contest. (laughs) Seamus Power uh, was golfing in the par (laughs) 3 contest which was yesterday at the Masters and he got back to back hole in ones. It's Seamus Power downhill 114 yards. There has not been a hole in one yet today. That sure sounded like a hole in one word. (laughs) This is Seamus Power on 9. Have the proper speed. It looks good.
0: Shannis Powell.
2: On um, back to back holes, back to back holes too. Why did I
1: waste them? He should just go home because the entire <laughs> round is ruined for him now.
2: <laughs> Do they win money in that one, Dev? Too, or is it just a show show off? I think it's mostly just for bragging rights. Yeah, <laughs> dang,
1: that's cool. <laughs> they're not paying. They're not. They're not paying the, the house off if they win the
3: three <laughs> no. three tournament. I mean, re- I mean, it's almost to me. It, 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 to your point, it almost feels like the home run derby. Like you know, yeah. sometimes like when you when guys go in the home run derby, it screws up their for the second half of the season because you're just trying to hit home runs. You're not trying to get actual base hits. For the par three, it's different. It's like a golf swing, but also you're never going to get like back-to-back holes in one ever again. Ever, ever, ever. Nice feather in the cap, though. He should retire. Like That's it. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. The Taz and
1: Jim Podcast. Did you know Stormy Daniels has seen a surge in searches on Pornhub? Up... 32,400%. Another renaissance for her. Yeah.
2: Because I had never heard her name before the whole scandal came out, you know, six years ago. She, I, I don't know if I've ever stumbled upon her work before. She wasn't a famous porn star
1: in my mind, but... She's a household name now. Pe- definitely. You know, even uh, even people who don't visit that website know who Stormy Daniels is. True.
2: I mean, who doesn't at uh-huh. this point?
1: Uh, Donald Trump has never heard of her, <laughs> Stormy. Who? Uh, I, I don't know. How, how do they get paid? Like you got to think she's raking in more money if uh, more people are watching her videos online. Must be like an ad revenue thing.
2: I honestly, I have no idea. I think they just direct you to a pay subscription thing that you can like get more videos from her because half these websites, th- it's free. It's weird. How is the revenue made? Unless Gotta they try to transition you into a, a paid thing, like an OnlyFans kind of.
1: Okay. I don't think I can actually click on the link here because we're not allowed to go to this website. <laughs> here, let me get on my data. On the office computer. Uh, but I, I can see a link. It says, how to make money on Pornhub. We pay out a high percentage, 80% of the ad revenue that your videos earn. Wow, that is pretty high. Wow,
2: so it's a profits. it's just like YouTube
1: kinda. Yeah. It's like
2: a profit sharing system, which is, so, I guess, positive.
1: Even though Stormy Daniels, she was ordered to pay Trump money this week. Yeah. Did you like see that? Or something For like legal that. fees in, in the civil suit she had against him. But it sounds like it's all coming out in the wash. Yeah, it's a small investment. Small investment, sleeping with a yeah. <laughs> with a future president, <laughs> it pays off in what the long run. of doors it'll
2: open for you. This
1: is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Got to play a little clip. This is the next generation of heavy metal right here. Viral video, three-year-old girl, okay? She's three years old, and listen to her talent.
0: Um, everybody, I'm going to sing right now for one time. Let it go. go. Him. He's a bunny. Come <laughs> That's
2: pretty good. It also reminds me when a, when a child is having a meltdown, they do kind of put on the metal voice.
1: Yeah, but you know she's I mean? harnessed it. She's great. She's. It's a, the the contrast from her cute little kid voice yeah. to that heavy metal scream. Um,
0: everybody, I'm gonna sing right now for one time. Let it go.
1: I don't think they need to call an exorcist yet, but I would have a number in my phone just in case. Save it in your contacts. Where is that voice coming from? Our little princess. (laughs) The Taz and Jim Podcast. July talk. I've got their social media pulled up here and they posted something this week. A video from a show of theirs recently where Peter is singing to the crowd and there's no instruments behind him. It's just straight vocal, you know, very passionate. The crowd is completely quiet. Perfect time for someone to ruin it by yelling out something inappropriate. Now, we are going to play the audio here. Keep in mind I just said this is something that the band thought was very inappropriate so if you have some youngsters uh, in the uh, in the area you may want to put the earmuffs on but uh, this is what was yelled during uh, an encore at a July talk show recently
0: scare you my sin for that monster, deep Oh. oh, come on!
1: Oh <laughs> crowd mortified. <laughs> wow! Did you catch Honestly, it? Yeah. Yeah. So it, Peter's the only one on stage, and a female fan yells,
2: "Did I catch it? It was pure silence when she yelled it out." <laughs>
1: show us, show us your your D. Yeah, is what wow. she was yelling at the stage.
2: Inappropriate. Not cool to do ever, All, especially not when it's a, during an emotional part and it's so quiet and everybody can hear it, but it is funny to me because I've never heard that version. I've heard the male, the toxic male version where they'll yell at a lady on stage. That's the first time I've heard the Asking to version. see the breasts, yes. right?
1: Show us your show us your tease, yeah. I've heard shouted at concerts. The worst I, I ever saw was uh, I was at Lilith Fair. Don't. Remember Lilith of Fair? It was like all female artists, and some drunk guy yelled, Show show me your tees. No. I can't way. remember if it was Sarah McLaughlin or who it was on Lisa stage. Lisa Loeb, maybe. Or Lisa Loeb, but I have never seen a man more in need of protection from security. <laughs> <laughs> that guy almost got torn no to de- shreds.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah,
1: I, I again, I, you know, I'm not trying to make this into a positive thing, but a quality. Sure, <laughs> this
2: is refreshing.
1: But, oh, the reaction! I think she even startled
2: herself. I think she, it's something that people yell out just to be obnoxious, and it's usually harmless. But I think she was. Uh, shocked at how loud her voice was, because and when she says the D word, like her, she's already fading away. Like, show us your doll, oh boy. She started regretting her
1: decision halfway coming. through. <laughs> <Stay there>. <laughs> oh, <laughs> come on! <laughs> oh. Just
0: brought
1: everything to a halt. What do you think? You're at a motley crew concert.
2: <laughs> they would have brought her on stage.
1: <laughs> I blame Tommy Lee for this. <laughs> oh, He's man. been pulling out his wiener yeah. dog <laughs> On stage asking guys in the crowd to do it well, It's it's a different show, alright? Sure, that was, uh, oh
2: my god
1: That was something else yeah. uh, So th- the band is asking, please don't do that <laughs> At shows, they don't appreciate it The Taz and Jim Podcast It is the Taz and Jim Small Town Tournament of 64 <laughs> Some big matchups to tell you about here. Who's going head to head, Jim? Taz, first up, we have Port
2: Dover versus Turkey Point. Port Dover, not to be confused with Bendover, which is what the cops will say to you <laughs> if they think you're a biker selling drugs on Friday the 13th. Hey, fun fact about Port Dover it actually has a song written about it uh, by a Canadian band Junkhouse. Check this out. we gonna
0: hit Port
2: Dover. Pretty sweet. That's just a fun fact. There's no joke. It's just fun.
0: We're gonna hit Port Dover. <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: I guess you got the junk guys have been to Dover. That's the national anthem of Port Dover. They're taking on Turkey Point. It has that name, Turkey Point, because of all the bird migration, which is cool. Also, flocking humans gather at nearby Potahawk not a good sign for your town when people would rather dodge boats and jet skis in waste deep water by, while peeing their bathing suits every half an hour all day than hang out in your town. I'm sorry, Turkey <laughs> Point. Dorchester versus Paris is the other showdown in the other bracket. Paris is a charming little town. But I just discovered from a few of our listeners on our Facebook page that Brantford people call people from Paris parasites. Not nah. very nice. Not to be outdone, though, parasites have started calling them Brant nerds. Not as biting. They're taking on Dorchester this morning. Hey, we mentioned yesterday Dorchester was actually a swinging capital of Ontario, and people have followed up Taz, and they say this is true. Dorchester has a rep, a reputation of uh, swinging couples, sexual liberation, I should say. Nice. And one of the signs is if there is a garage door half open, that means. Parties on, which is why garage thieves in Dorchester only make that mistake once. Nobody (laughs) likes an involuntary orgy. (laughs) Now we got Lucan versus Goderich. Yes, Lucan, Ontario. Very big Irish population, although the name Lucan actually comes from a Roman poet. Really? Yeah, yeah. And that tradition of poetry lives on. Anytime the locals say, we're puking in Lucan. I know it's short, but sorry, the Irish citizens were too drunk to write an entire limerick. <laughs> They're taking on Goderich this morning. Decent beach, but the reason you're probably going there is you're from a nearby town and you have to pay off a speeding ticket at the Goderich Courthouse. Hey, while you're there, check out West Street Willie's Eatery. Well, they like to say, get some willies in your mouth. Mount Bridges versus Grand Bend is on the other side of the bracket today. Mount Bridges, known for having some great farmland, especially a very large ginseng crop. Hey, I heard ginseng is actually like a natural Viagra. Not quite as good. Kind of gets you half up, which explains why Mount Bridges is in Middlesex County. (laughs) They're taking on Grand Bend this morning. Grand Bend is named after my D. Oh, wait, sorry, that's Tiny Township. Great spot to go to on May 2-4. If you're planning on going this summer, though, unfortunately, I know it's two months away, but there's already standstill traffic backed up to the Blue Water Treatment Plant. Better luck next year.
1: (laughs) Hitting a lot of penis jokes today, i I'm running
2: out of ideas, and I'm going for the low-hanging fruit,
1: Taz. (laughs) you gotta vote if you want your voice to be heard what is the greatest small town in the taz and jim listening area voting is online right now go to our stories on instagram at taz and jim